Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 69 of the All or Something Living podcast. If my stepson Jalen were here right now, he'd be giggling and giving me funny looks because it's episode 69 and all. Um, He's also 69 inches tall, and he giggles at that. So anyway, boys, am I right? Anyway, today we're going to talk about how to establish strong connections and build relationships with others through vulnerability. So one of the best resources to start if when you're learning about vulnerability, if this is the first time that you've ever explored vulnerability, Brene Brown is an amazing resource for this. All of her books, everything that she has to offer, she actually studies vulnerability for a living. So she has a lot of really great things to say about that. And the reason that I wanted to talk about vulnerability in the first place is because of an experience that happened to me or an experience that I had earlier this week. So I started the spring semester on this Tuesday because Monday was a holiday. Started the spring semester. um, I'm a pre-nutrition major in case you didn't know. And so at this point, I'm like a sophomore and Pre-nutrition is just like pre-nursing where you have to meet some prerequisites to get accepted into the program, which will happen for me this fall. I should be starting as a full nutrition major. Anyway, so at this point in the courses, a lot of us pre-nutrition majors are taking the same science courses. Um, Actually, I have some friends in pre-nursing as well, and we're kind of on the path We've been taking the same courses um, throughout the semesters, and so it's easier to have friends. It's like going back to school and not starting fresh like you do if you're just not necessarily in a concentrated major. Anyway, so last semester I made some friends in some of my first nutrition classes, and I got to class on Monday morning, or excuse me, Tuesday morning. I showed up to class. Well, I was a little bit early, so I was waiting outside. And one of the girls that I had made friends with last semester walked up and I hadn't talked to her since last semester. So I was really excited to see her. And she was, so she's an ex-military spouse. She is a personal trainer on Nellis Air Force Base. So, um, she understands how it is to be a military spouse, essentially. So last semester, she knew that Jason was deployed and she was really invested in everything that was going on with me, which I really appreciated. Um, but she uh, was, when I was telling her about how Jason was coming back after the end of the semester, she was really excited for me. And that's the first question that she asked is, you know, how did things go? How is it having him back? And again, we're kind of still at that cordial level in our friendship. We're not, I mean, we, we're not even at the point where we have each other's phone numbers. So it's almost like having one of those like friends in class or friends that you make at the gym that you guys are cordial, but you're not really close. 
And next thing I know, I'm like telling her all these details about him being home and how I've been feeling and how our relationship is and how reintegration has been difficult. And, um, and I paused and I was like, why am I telling her all of this? And all of a sudden I got like slightly embarrassed and slightly a little bit thrown off, but then, but she was receiving it so well, like it was helping her open up. She was like, Oh my gosh, I remember what that was like. This is what I did in my relationship. This is how reintegration was for me. And I felt more connected to her in that moment than I had been all last semester. And even now, um, because I felt like up until that point, I had kept my distance from her because, you know, I was like, Oh, we're in class being professional, whatever, whatever. I learned from the professional corporate world that you don't really share details about yourself or your life to others. Um, but anyway, I realized a little bit later that day when I was reflecting on it, that I used to be a lot more open and vulnerable with people and it actually helped me establish and and create a lot of my best friendships is the fact that I was always the first to be willing to open up and be and be honest about what I'm going through and and I still get that feedback a lot online from people. I think I've gotten in the habit of being very open and vulnerable online but not in real life and so it's been harder for me to establish in-person connections. But anyway, I reflected on that because because I realized how easy it was for me to feel connected to her and it felt really good. It felt a lot I've been feeling a little bit lonely lately, so I think that helped as well. So the other part of this is that I decided my word of the year. I'm not sure if you've picked a word of the year, but it's I noticed it's a big thing this year. I've never I'd never really heard of that concept up until this year. It's been a thing for a while now, but a lot of people talked about it this year. And I knew right away that I wanted my word this year to be connection. That I feel like last year I was slightly disconnected to myself and to others because I was so focused on my mission, like just school, really everything going on with Jason being deployed and taking care of Jalen and me traveling all throughout the summer and school. Um, I just felt like I lost my grounding a little bit and I found myself being with people, but not really fully being present with them. And that's something that I really missed and something that I was really craving. And, and the other thing is that sometimes I get into such a mode where I'm so used to just talking and caring about what I have to say, and I forget to listen and to really hear and to see people. Uh, if you hear laughing downstairs, it's because Jason is watching something and he's always laughing. So I don't know if you heard that just now. Anyway, I just decided that it's time for me to really work on seeing people, like really seeing them for who they are and not through the lens of who I think they are, but really listening to what they have to say. And that includes you. That's why I love to connect with you on social media. That's why I love if you're on my email list, if you reply to my emails. I love hearing from you because I really do want to get to know more about you and and establish more of a connection. Again, that word keeps coming up. A connection and a friendship. And so I work on this every single morning. I go through this intention. 
um, through visualization of how can I connect with people today? Who can I connect with? I'm thinking, so I think about my day and what I'm going to go through that day. So I'm at school. I'm going to be at school today. Who can I connect with at school? How can I show them love? How can I open my heart to them? Um, how can I show up online and truly serve and truly be present with that? And how then how can I go home and how can I be present with Jason and Jalen when I'm making dinner, when we're having dinner together? These are things that I'm working on every single day. And that's part of what is important for when you... When you're working on goals or intentions, that's why it's so important for me to have a morning routine or to journal every morning and to have a morning visualization because it allows me to reconnect with what my goals and intentions are. And I'm very um, selective about them in the first place. So I used to try to be all over the place with establishing different uh, intentions or um Habits and now I'm just I've found the ones that work for me and one of those is visualization so that as I'm implementing different strategies or habits or ways of being I'm reminding myself daily of those intentions so that's why I am really really working on growing the all or something lifestyle Facebook group this year it's something I started a few months ago I wasn't very invested in it Honestly, I've started a few Facebook groups over the years, and I haven't exactly known how to how to connect with my audience. A lot of times I show up, I post things, and I get crickets. And I've realized that I've been really inconsistent online, and I think that sometimes makes people feel that they can't trust me or that they can't be open with me. Or, you know, I even got feedback a few months ago from someone that she was trying to reach out to me and that I didn't seem like I was being receptive. Um, and so that's why I'm working on building that community over in the all or something lifestyle Facebook group. So if you're not part of that yet, I invite you to come join us over there. I will be showing up. And even if there's crickets every day, I will show up until we all realize that you know, this group isn't going away anytime soon. And so, um, there has been a lot of participation and, and conversations. And, and so I want to focus more on you as an individual and not just like how many followers can I get? How many numbers can I get? How many people can I get to listen to my podcast? I look at the numbers every week of how many people have listened to my podcast and opened my emails and, and who likes my stuff on Facebook, and not so that I can feel good about myself, but so that I can see you, and so that I can recognize and appreciate you for being here. So just know that even though I'm recording this ahead of time, energetically, you mean so much to me, um, and you are, you you really do make a difference in my life and I hope that I do the same for you. So again, I want to know what I want to know how we're impacting each other's lives more closely. So come over and join the all or something lifestyle Facebook group. You can either search it in Facebook or you can, um, just go to the show notes for this episode and there will be a link there for you. So why is, what is vulnerability first of all, and why is vulnerability so scary? So vulnerability is 
Well, there's, again, check out Brene Brown's book because I don't think I'm being so technical about it here, but the way that I see it is vulnerability is sharing something that feels a little bit scary to you, that makes you feel naked and exposed. It's being honest about who you are. It's being genuine and letting it, letting that part of yourself show whether or not you're going to be judged and, and being okay with being judged or at least being able to to cope with it if it does happen. So it's so scary because it really does cause you to feel naked and exposed. And you're you know, you're like, what if what if they don't like me anymore if I share this? What if I'm being judged? Um, maybe sometimes it's because there are certain things about ourselves that we don't want to face and if we say it out loud it might mean that we have to face the reality of it. Um, sometimes we don't want to share vulnerable things about ourselves because we think we're the only ones that feel that way, that we're alone in our struggle. Uh, or for me, this is a, this is something that comes up for me. Sometimes I'm, I feel afraid or physically resistant to get close to others. I am not sure exactly why this is that it happens. Um, Sometimes it feels like I'm almost just like grumpy and I'm like, oh, leave me alone. I don't like people. Um, But I know sometimes it comes from a place of fear of getting hurt, of opening up and and getting shut down. I when I was growing up, I I had a very distant relationship with my dad for most of my teenage years. And any time that I would feel like I was starting to get close to him and I was starting to get the warm and fuzzies, he would do something that would push me away. He would yell at me or be extra strict or whatever it was or criticize me and it would push me away. And I feel like in my adult life, I do the same thing, especially with my stepson. And that's something that I'm really working on healing is is when I feel that resistance, that fear to open up and get close to and feel connected to somebody, that I'm able to recognize that and to open my heart. So there's a heart opening exercise that I like to do when I feel resistant and closed off to others. So I literally imagine my heart splitting open and allowing love to flow in. It helps when I do this after sitting in a meditation, like a guided meditation. This is why I love guided meditations. It's easier to really visualize this too when you have some practice with meditation, sitting in meditation, or you can just do it now, um, whether or not you have practice with meditation. I don't want that to be a barrier if you're like, whoa, shoot, well, I don't know how to meditate. I can't do this. Sit down, put on some relaxing music, start to kind of just visualize things in your life or start to settle into thinking about what is important to me in life right now. What do I want? What do I desire? Just start getting your brain flowing and then get to a point where you start to feel the buzz of energy flowing throughout your body and and, and try and feel into what love feels like, what the energy of love feels like in your body. So for me, love feels like a very bright, vibrant, buzzing energy. It almost extends out. It feels like I could imagine a white light. Um, So anyway, that's what I do when I'm opening my heart. So I literally just imagine my heart is splitting open and then 
love from others. So that love energy I was just talking about is flowing in. I also like to imagine things going the opposite way. So I imagine my heart radiating love and positive energy outward. Sometimes it helps me to visualize a bright light coming out of my body. This is going to look and feel different for you. So I highly recommend that you just relax into it. Don't overthink it. Don't have high expectations of what it's supposed to look like. Try it a few times first before you judge it. Um, Because again, sometimes it's going to take you figuring out what, what it looks like for you and, and everything that we do when it comes to our, the energy or the breath work or things like this, um, exercises like this can really be an intuitive process. So I'm just here to be a guide for you. I'm just here to show you what's possible. Now you take this information and you decide and you figure out how it best applies in your life. So back to vulnerability and establishing connection. This is really what I want to do. And I challenge you to do the same because it's not often that you'll find other people that are willing to open up first, that are willing to be vulnerable first. That's why we have such a closed off cold society for the most part, because most people aren't doing this. So be the person that opens up first. When you open yourself up to others, you do per, you give others permission to do, to do the same. When you say I'm flawed or I have these fears or I made this mistake and I'm afraid I'm a terrible person, other people are going to hear you and you're going to realize that you're not alone and they're going to say, "Oh my gosh, me too." And suddenly you are both not going to feel so alone anymore and You're going to have this person in the world or multiple people in the world. It doesn't matter, but you're going to have somebody that understands you, but you would never, you would never know that if you didn't put yourself out there. And that's being the person that opens up first is how you're going to establish strong, genuine connections versus shallow ones. Cause a lot of times we do make shallow friendships that, you know, we make those party friends or those work friends, or like I was talking about those, um, classmates, but you never really get close to them and it can get really lonely. And if we're bringing the health aspect into this connection and relationship is one of the most effective, um, formulas for good health. So just remember that it's good for, it's good for your health to, to be vulnerable and to make friends. So share the, don't be afraid to share the things that you're afraid to talk about. Go figure. Um, like today I, I made another friend. Well, this time I made a new friend and another one of my classes where I didn't know anybody and, but I just decided to go into that class with the energy of being open, being open to see others, being open to hear others, being open to making friends. And I was, I was trying, I was looking around the room. I was like trying to make small talk with some of the girls in there, um, who were not, were not taking the bait, but I was sitting next to a guy that I ended up talking to and, we ended up walking to after class to our cars together because it was in the same direction. And so we were just chatting a little bit. And he asked me the question that I get often is, why are you a nutrition major? 
which is a little bit scary for me to share the answer, especially with people I don't really know or that I'm just getting to know because it's such a long answer and there's so many vulnerable parts to that story. So I was like, oh, long story. But I'm going to, you know, or it, it was a very roundabout experience that got me here. And so sometimes it's embarrassing to tell a stranger that I used to be really heavy into diets because I was teased for my weight. And so I thought that if I had the perfect body, then I would be confident and I would be accepted by others. But then in my mid-20s, I got really obsessive about healthy eating and weightlifting and I developed an eating disorder. I started going to school for nutrition to find out what the perfect diet was so that I could tell everybody about it. But then I realized I had an eating disorder and a disordered relationship to food and exercise and I needed to take a break from school and and from the program because I wasn't in it for the right reasons. So I quit school for a few years to really heal my relationship to food and my body and then I came back around years later with a healthy mindset and here I am back as a nutrition major studying to help others heal their relationship to food and to hopefully help an eating disorder recovery and that's like it's like when you see people going on their first date and um they just spill all their guts like I told him all of that and I I did I felt that vulnerable vulnerable feeling again I was like, oh shoot, why did I just say that? But he like, he took it really well. Like he was like, wow, it really was a roundabout way that you got there, but that's really cool. And then we moved on with our conversation. Have you ever experienced something called a vulnerability hangover where you feel like you just totally overshared? I do this a lot when I'm drinking actually, Um, where I get really honest. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh no, you just literally just feel like this cringe in your body. And, and I do, I get that sometimes sober, (laughs) sober or drinking, but a lot of times when it happens sober, it's when I'm hanging out with a friend, especially establishing a new friendship, hanging out with, um, someone I'm just getting to know. And I'm telling them things that are very, very personal and very honest. And, and so I'll go home and I'll feel that vulnerable vulnerability hangover like oh my gosh did I overshare what do they think about me now do they think I'm weird and nine nine times out of ten the next time we hang out like they'll bring it up or um it'll allow them to open up to me next time or they'll be like I'm so glad that you shared that with me or, or something like it turns out to be a positive thing versus a negative thing so again when it comes to oversharing, I mean, there is a fine line. You don't want to share with like every stranger at the grocery store, all the details, the intimate details of your life. And there are things that I do keep very protected with a trusted circle of friends. Like I'm not going to go and air out the dirty laundry of my relationship. I'm very protective of who I talk to, um, people about, like if I'm talking about other people, like Sam venting, about a situation that happened, I'll talk to a trusted person. Um, so I don't just air out my dirty laundry. What I mean by vulnerability is sharing the things about myself or my personal experiences versus pulling other people into my experiences, sharing my thoughts, my fears, my desires, things like that. Um, 
And again, it doesn't mean going around and just throwing things onto, onto everybody that you meet. So connect to your instincts on this one. If you feel like someone isn't genuine or they don't have your best interests at heart, like if you just get that feeling in your body, like, I, I don't know if I really trust this person. If there's any doubt there, don't share personal things with them. Don't, you, you don't have to be vulnerable with those people. But if you do feel safe with them, give them an opportunity to learn about you. And just remember that sometimes you will get hurt. Sometimes what you say won't be received well. Sometimes you will be judged. And I mean, that's life. You have to get used to just being, being like, I did my part saying, you know, I did my part. I put myself out there and I'm going to be rejected sometimes and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to survive this. I'm not going to die. It's going to be a little cringeworthy or painful, but I will get through it. But remember, like I said before, it is very rare that that happens, that you're not received well or that, um, that you're judged or something bad comes from it. You'll, you'll actually probably find that way more often you're, you're building strong and supportive friendships by being open and honest. So that's all I have for you this week. And as I said, my goal is to really connect with you and I want to get to know you better this year. So my desire is to build a community of women who are looking for deep friendship and support as they strive toward becoming the best or a better version of themselves or growing, having any sort of growth goals and just wanting to have a community of women around you that aren't going to talk down to you, that aren't going to talk bad about you. I don't tolerate any sort of gossip or condescending behavior, hurtful comments in my girl groups. It's all about respect. It's all about um, coming in with love and open hearts. So if that's something that you also desire, come over and join us in the all or something lifestyle Facebook group. And again, remember you can either search that in Facebook or you can... um, You can go to the link in the show notes. You can even come follow me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kepler and just shoot me a DM and I'll send you the link over there. Um, Or you can just follow me on Instagram and let's be friends there either way. I really love the voice messaging part of that app. So I'd love to chat with you there too. I think it's much easier than typing messages back and forth. So all that being said, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. But until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.